welcome to episode number 24 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series entitled Life's Challenges for Veterans. This is part three of this podcast series designed to help veterans deal with the challenges they have faced after they've come home from their military service. The topics that I've chosen to discuss come from the two books that I've written on Vietnam. The first one was entitled Vietnam Before, During, and After a Young Man's Journey. The second book I wrote on the subject of Vietnam is entitled Vietnam II, Impact of Agent Orange and PTSD. So this particular series will focus entirely on the challenges facing America's veterans. For many years, my wife and I almost never discussed my experiences in Vietnam, and that's pretty common with those who have served in a combat area. However, over the past few years, something's been stirring in my heart. It seemed that all of a sudden I started thinking about whatever happened to the men that I served with over in Vietnam. And then I started thinking about things like, what are the challenges these men are facing today from events that took place when they were 18 to 20 years old? serving in the combat area. If it wasn't for my wife encouraging me to write about my time spent there, I probably never would have written that those books, and I most certainly would have never done podcasts dealing with my experiences. As a pastor for over 20 years, I've met and given counsel to many men who, were, who served in Vietnam, Afghanistan, even World War II and Korea. I quickly discovered that many of these men have learned to hide their physical and emotional wounds. But thankfully, many of these veterans are active in veterans of foreign wars or other veteran programs. They've found help through various agencies and their churches and their past friends or even their spouse. There's a lot of places we can seek help, but there's a lot of men out there who are struggling from their service in Vietnam. There's a lot of men and women out there struggling from their service in Afghanistan and Iraq and Desert Storm and other places throughout the world. I began to think about how these men and women were received when they came back to their country. As a Vietnam veteran, I came home to a country that was divided. There was hatred towards veterans who were returning from Vietnam. There was dissent and constant conflict even in our streets on a daily basis. Some nearly 50 years after the Vietnam War ended, I still wonder, what did those serving in Vietnam think about the protests and riots in America? Today, I think about what are our military men and women thinking when they come home to a country that's divided, a country that's not supporting them, a country that is divided between what we should do or not do for the veterans in America. Thankfully, though, Americans, most of them, I think the large majority of them, are welcoming home those who have fought in Desert Storm, Afghanistan, Iraq, and other places. Today, I believe our prayers go out to the men and women who have volunteered to serve in our military. I'm proud to say the men and women in our armed forces today are as fine as any of those who have ever served their country. Although I was not a Christian during Vietnam, I believe the Lord helped me through difficult times of loneliness, fear, and despair. May this podcast help veterans who maybe have come home today, not back from 50 years ago, but today who are coming home and maybe have those same fears of loneliness and fear, and they're struggling with the adjustment getting back into civilian life. 
So I pray for you. I pray God will bless you. I pray that you'll feel his presence in a very wonderful way. And I believe those of you who are believers need to reach out to returning veterans. Let them know that God loves them and let them know that our country is proud of them and thankful that they serve their country, sacrificed so much in life so they could be of help and, and protection and comfort to those in need. For the veterans who may be listening to this podcast or for those of you who know a veteran, I'd sure love to pass on to our veterans that they need to talk to their children and their grandchildren about what their service was like. You know, America today brings makes up a lot of stories and says things about the, our military that we've been so aggressive across the world and stealing countries and taking over countries and killing people needlessly. And that's just not true. Our children are being taught things in school that are contrary to what is actually happening. So therefore, our veterans need to let our children know, our children and our grandchildren know that America doesn't go to other countries just to take them over, that we have gone out since America has existed to help other nations. For example, in World War II, our soldiers went to Europe and went to Japan in the South Pacific to free people who were taken captive, to stop tyranny and to stop other countries from desiring to take over the world. The only land that America took and held on to during World War II was the land that we used to bury our soldiers who lost their lives defending the people in that country. So I encourage you, veterans, to speak about our military. Let our young people know the good that's there the help that they do throughout the world because they're certainly not hearing it from their teachers because that information is even being withheld from our textbooks today. This might be a good time for me to give you my story of coming home. I can remember back on March 18th of 1968. Now, that was a long time ago, but I boarded a military plane and it was headed for Travis Air Force Base north of San Francisco, California. This became the most joyful day of my life and this applies to those who are coming home from combat today, our soldiers today. When they have that day, they know they're going to come back home. They're just filled with joy. They are relieved of the pressure and the anxiety and the danger of where they were serving and coming back home to their country where they hope to feel welcomed and feel that our country is going to be there to support them. But when I came home, I was I was leaving a war-torn country called South Vietnam. You know, the excitement in my heart, I can, I can really remember it even to this day of seeing my, my beautiful wife and our newborn son. And, and I knew that in just a matter of a few hours, I would be home and I'd be able to at least temporarily forget the past 12 months of my service in a war-torn country. As the airplane plane lifted off the runway, I thought about my life. How, how would it be impacted from the experience I had in Vietnam? Little did I realize that soon I'd be going through something called post-traumatic stress disorder. And then nearly 50 years later, I had no idea that the the exposure I had to Agent Orange would bring a life-threatening disease called multiple myeloma or bone marrow cancer. Little did I know that those things would come upon me later. Didn't know that I'd be carrying some of those things home. I thought I was set free and, and moving along, but, but I, I had no idea what I was facing. And that's the same thing for our soldiers who are coming home today. They don't realize what they may be facing. Some may have caught diseases of various types. I know malaria was horrible in the jungles in Vietnam. And some will be out there, will come back with missing an arm or a leg, or they'll have physical conditions that have been brought upon them due to exposure to chemicals 
chemicals and, and toxins. Recently, I've read that the military is warning the veterans and doing additional research on the possibility of the smoke that our veterans have breathed in when various things were being burnt and being destroyed. And a lot of that has, is unknown as to what the effects might be. So we need to reach out to our veterans and let them know that we'll stand with them, we'll support them, and get them the help that they need and that they deserve. Now, getting back to my personal story, as I was in that plane coming back home, I wondered what it would be like in America. I had read about the problems and the challenges. If you don't think that's in the minds of our veterans today, then you're sadly mistaken because our veterans today are coming home and they're wondering what America is going to be like, whether America is going to accept them and reach out to them and care for them. So let's, let's be sure that we remember that and that we do our best to make all veterans feel welcome when they get back home. When every veteran returns home, they face new challenges. They wonder what their family is going to think of them. Some people will even run up to the mask and some of the craziest questions. I think I mentioned this in a prior episode. The number one question I was asked many, many times when I came home was, did I kill anybody? I mean, what an insane question to ask someone. Another question was always, did you see any action? Well, I guess you could say that if you went to Afghanistan, and I, of course I went to Vietnam, but if you went to Afghanistan and there was all kinds of things taking place over there, you must have seen some kind of action. But that's not the questions that military men and women want to hear when they come home. What they'd like to hear is, thank you for your service. What they'd like to say is, I'm going to be praying for you and pray that God will bless you. What we also should offer veterans is, is there anything I can do to help you? Have you found work? Is there any way that I can assist you in, in helping you get settled in a house or getting settled in your career or job, whatever it might be? If you're a businessman, maybe you should look out to finding a way to bring veterans into your business and, and hire them and give them an opportunity. You know, there's a thing with the military that's been going on for many, many years. I'm not sure if it's still active today or not, but when I went overseas, I was guaranteed that I'd get my job back. That simply meant the company that I worked for was going to have to hire me back because I was asked to go to serve in Vietnam and they had to save my place. Well, it was a very small company that I worked for. And it's one thing for the government to say your job had to be saved and had to be kept for you. It's another thing to know whether that company was in a position to hire anybody back or whether that company even existed. So we should be concerned about reaching out and helping our veterans find good, steady work, find comfort and companionship, and not treat them as a veteran. Treat them as a person, just a regular, everyday person, because that's who they are. They're just people who were who asked or volunteered to serve their country and to help someone else in a great need. So we need to just reach out to them and let them know that God loves them, we love them, and if there's anything we can do for them, just let us know and we'll step forward. In my 20 years of pastoring, I've had many opportunities to meet with former veterans. Some were young, some were veterans of wars many, many years ago. But they all had one thing in common, and that was they weren't really excited about talking about their experiences. However, they were always interested in talking to another veteran, someone who maybe went through some of the similar experiences that they had. I have several very dear friends in our church who are former veterans, and some went to Vietnam, others were in Korea, and, and many of the more recent ones have been places like Afghanistan and Iraq, and it's just been amazing to have great visits with them. I've discovered that when we meet and get together, they like to talk about 
their future, their careers. They like to talk about their family. They want to talk about how they can become a better husband, a better father, a man who's going to provide for their family and prepare themselves for retirement. You know, in all honesty, that's the same kind of stuff that anybody wants to talk about. So we need to remember that our veterans need our help. We also need to re- remember, and probably more, even more importantly, they want to be treated just like you and I. And they want to realize, they want you to realize that they serve their country and, and we need to make sure that we thank them for that. And I've said that before, but I, I kind of feel like I need to keep stressing that because many times we don't think of saying something like, welcome home. Now, as a Vietnam vet, that was the number one thing I wanted to hear. And to this day, when I see another Vietnam veteran, I walk up to him and I say, welcome home. And just something lights up in them. You can tell it. But you know, that's for all veterans. And they need to know that. They need to know that they're being welcomed home. Another thing we need to realize that many of our veterans who've come back have gone through physical problems and emotional problems. Uh, Some of them very severe. Many of them have gone through very severe cases of post-traumatic stress disorder. And many are being treated this day for it. And it's important that we realize that, that they just need to know that there's people out there that care for them. The Word of God has so many great stories about veterans that really apply to veterans, I mean, who returned home. I, I kind of think about the story of the prodigal son. Remember remember the dad? Now, remember the prodigal son was the guy who, who was at home. He went to his dad and he says, Dad, I kind of want my, my inheritance right now because I'm going to go out and have some fun. So he took all the money that his dad had his dad gave him, I should say, and took his inheritance and he went off and he, he was out of control. He was young. He didn't know what to do with his money. And he was throwing away on wine, woman, and song. And he did. And he did for a long time until guess what happened? He ran out of money. And when he ran out of money and he felt that life was over, he was, he was eating, literally eating the same food that the pigs were eating. And he realized that he needed to go home. Can you imagine the thought in his mind was, what's it going to be like going home? You know, some veterans who've been overseas, some who've been in serious combat, some who've had serious mental and physical challenges, really are wondering what it's like to be coming home. But this young man went home. Now, when he got home, he was received in two different ways. First of all, his dad, when he saw him coming, the dad who had gave him his inheritance, he reached out to the young man. He says, you're home. My son has returned. He says, kill the fatted calf. Back in those days, that meant let's have a feast. Let's, let's, let's do our best. Bring out my robe, my best robe, my colorful breast robe, best robe, and bring out new sandals for my son and, and, and put, a, put the robe of righteousness upon him. And man, it was a celebration. His son had come home. Now the brother was there and the brother looked at the son, his, his brother, and looked at the dad and the way the dad was treating the son who had run away from home. And he didn't feel the same way. He was jealous of his brother. He was very angry and upset that his dad was, was being grateful and rejoicing and celebrating the return of his son. And so he wasn't the, 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 most, the kindest person in the world. Well, that same thing can happen to our veterans. They come home and some people in the family treat them great and others 
treat him terrible. So I think of that story. I know it was a, a bad kid that had a lot of problems, but it was still someone who came home wondering what was it going to be like. And that's what our veterans are facing today. So when I would sit down and talk with especially the young ones who just came back from overseas and we would talk about where do they go from here, I, I would always felt that they needed to know that there were people praying for them. They always needed to know that there's someone that appreciated their service and thanked them for the time that they spent serving our country. We need to remember that many of these soldiers are struggling with issues related to post-traumatic stress disorder. And many of those soldiers are not aware that they're struggling with that issue. Once again, forgive the personal reference, but in my own particular case, it took four to five years after I came home from Vietnam to understand what I was going through that the nightmares and those things were not because I had seen a movie or because someone made a comment to me, but it was because I was dealing with issues that had not been treated or cared for. Of course, in my situation, as I mentioned before, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior five years after coming home from Vietnam. And it seemed that within a matter of just weeks after accepting Christ, everything cleared up. God gave me what the Bible refers to as the peace of God that passes all understanding to guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And I'm praying for veterans today that you'll receive that same peace. You may be asking me, how can I receive peace about something so difficult and traumatic as PTSD? Well, first of all, you need to make a decision to follow Christ. And if you are following Christ and you are a believer and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then the next step you need to do is to believe in his word. Believe that when the word of God talks about peace, it means real peace. And when the word of God gives us instructions on how we can receive comfort, we need to believe that that word will give comfort to those who earnestly seek him. I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to take this teaching in a little different direction because I'd like to address now not only the veterans out there maybe struggling with emotional issues, but also anyone out there who is challenged with not understanding what peace is, not understanding what it means to earnestly seek God, what, not really understanding what it means just to simply seek God or what it's like to feel the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you. First of all, Psalm chapter 63. L listen to this. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. Before we go any further, we need to under understand what the word earnestly means. It means with sincerity, with an intense conviction. It means to trust. It means a desire to trust in the Lord and to seek him. All right. After that first verse, it go, that first verse continues to say, my soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. Have you ever felt that way, that your entire being longs to be with God or to feel his presence? The psalmist wrote in here, in this parched and weary land where there is no water, sometimes we feel there is no refreshment because that's what they're referring to here is no water, no refreshment, no substance, no, nothing that'll help me get better. But with God, God will always provide a source for us to feel stronger, feel better, and to receive from him. Verse, verse 2, chapter 63, I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. By the way, King David is the one that wrote this psalm. 
And it was written when he was in the desert and he was desperately needing to hear from God. In verse four, he said, I I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. And it just goes on and on and I could read it on and on, but you could go ahead and look up Psalm 63 and just read the whole thing. It's very refreshing, very powerful. But we've got to understand that that we need to seek God, whether we're a veteran going through some difficult emotional times or anyone who is challenged with trying to find peace. Let me give you a couple more scriptures I believe that will help us understand that God wants to help us. And veterans, you in particular, if you're going through some difficult things, get these scriptures and look them up. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. It says here, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And then it says in Romans 12, 18, if possible, listen to this, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. That simply means if you're having stress and trial and challenge with other people, then live at peace within your own spirit, within your own heart. In 1 Peter 3.11, it tells us this, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Well, there you go. That's about as much help as I can possibly give you in this particular session, because there's nothing better than seeking help and guidance from the Word of God. You know, this podcast was designed to reach out to veterans, but I'm finding very quickly that it's reaching out to other people with similar needs of despair and concern and challenges of life. The, the following podcast, we're, we're going to attempt to put a spotlight on the personal impact of Agent Orange and PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, my goal is to reveal the numerous challenges to those of you, to all of those of you who are who continue to fight and struggle with physical and emotional scars of serving in the military or being associated with or married to or being family of a veteran. Now, now many have written about the military and the challenges that, that our veterans face, but, but I believe that this podcast and these podcasts I'm going to do will impact individuals. Those individuals will reach out and touch and impact other individuals. And if enough people are touched, that'll go into our government. And then eventually, I believe our government will start making decisions to become more proactive towards reaching out to those who have been exposed to Agent Orange many years ago and are currently struggling with PTSD. I want to give our veterans a little bit of help and comments on how they can seek additional help. First of all, the Veterans Administration has become very active in reaching out. If you reach out to them, they'll reach out to you. I want them to become more proactive, but it's going to take all of us helping those who need help to get them to go to the Veterans Administration and seek help for assistance in dealing with PTSD or those of the older veterans to seek assistance with diseases or things that you're challenged by due to exposure to Agent Orange. In addition to that, I want all all of our veterans out there to participate in some kind of a veterans program in your community, a veterans of foreign wars or something in your church. I would prefer to be associated with your church are associated with Christian leadership because we don't need the world's influence on our veterans. We need this, the influence of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. But the best thing I think that all veterans can do is that you and I can reach out to another veteran. There's nothing like talking to another veteran 
about their challenges. They'll open up to us. They'll open up to you. If you let them know you served, that'll get their interest. Don't talk about your combat or your battles or whatever it might be, but just find out how you can help them. If we veterans reach out to each other, we can offer help. And I know the Holy Spirit will anoint it and will touch it and will bless it. And those that need the help will receive it. As I close this episode today, I'd like to tell you about what we're going to deal with in future episodes. Our next episode, we're going to talk about America's attitude towards veterans and also, conversely, veterans' attitudes towards America. We're going to talk about today's veteran and who they are. And they're not the same guys or gals that that served our country 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years ago. They're guys and gals that have the same heart and same desire to reach out and serve others. We're going to talk about veterans returning to society and the transition from being in military service to going into civilian life. That that transition needs help. And the Lord is here to help make that transition easier for each and every one of us, especially if we go to his word. So let me close this with this scripture. It's found in Psalm 91. A lot of people are reading it now due to the COVID issues that are taking place in America today. Verse 1 of the 91st Psalm says this, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. That's in verse 2. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. Verse 3. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will shelter us with his wings, it says, and that his faithful promises are to protect us and armor us. And then it says in verse 5, it says, Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Verse 7. Veterans, listen to this. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. I want to thank you for tuning in, listening in to this episode of the Quality Christian Living Podcast, where we're talking about life's challenges for veterans. If you'd like to get additional information about these teachings, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you and may his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Until next time, I pray God's richest blessing upon you.